Well, it's not the nicest thing to talk about, and that's probably why a lot of people put it off. But a will is a very important document, even though many British Columbians don't have one or haven't taken the time to put together a legal will. Well, joining us to talk a little bit more about this and some ways that it's been made even easier to do this in BC is Aaron Barry, CEO of Willful Canada. This is a do-it-yourself online legal will creating platform. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Joe. Look forward to our discussion. What are the numbers like then as far as British Columbians that maybe haven't taken out or taken the time to make a will? What what are we looking at as far as those numbers? Yeah, so about 54% of British Columbians do not have a will. And of those who do, about 1 in 10 are out of date because the person has gone through a life change. Uh, And we know that the younger you are, the less likely you are to have a will. So a full 82% of British Columbians under 35 have not created this important document. Which I'm guessing people won't be all that surprised by that number, because like you said, when you're in that age group or if you're 35 and under, you're probably not thinking all that much about it. Yeah, I mean, I think there's this common misconception that you don't need a will if you're young or if you don't have a lot of assets. But a will is such an important legal document that gives you a voice after you're gone. It appoints someone to wrap up your affairs. It appoints guardians for minor children or pets. Uh, And, of course, it says who should get your stuff. And if you don't have a will, there's a government formula in B.C. that will distribute your assets, maybe to some family members that you wouldn't want to get them. And how does that work as well? Then you kind of answered this. But so if you don't have a will and unfortunately, if, if you pass away unexpectedly, what happens to any assets or any debt that you might have? Yeah, so unfortunately, debt does not disappear when you pass away, although I'm sure we all wish it would. Uh, The courts would appoint someone to act as your executor instead of you choosing that person. And as I mentioned, there's a government formula that spreads out your assets to family members based on uh, that that formula. So, you know, starting with spouses, children, parents, and down on the line. Uh, and also, if you have children who are minors, the courts are going to have to appoint a guardian for them. So if you have that pesky brother-in-law that you wouldn't want to do that, having a will means you are in the driver's seat for that decision. Does it break down? I don't know if you have these numbers, though, but does it break down? Do, do people with children, with dependents, do they generally, or are they more likely to have a will than those without? Surprisingly not. I mean, I'm the parent of a a one-year-old daughter who is very cute. And, uh, you know, I was surprised when I looked into it and found that actually parents are less likely to have a will than the rest of the population, even though there's a group that really should have one most. So, you know, Make-A-Will Week is proclaimed by the BC government, and it's a call to action for everyone out there who doesn't have a will to, to get one in place. And you can do that easily online, so it's not as cumbersome as some people listening might be thinking. Right, because that might be one of the things that maybe deters people from doing this, in that is it could be costly. You have to sit down with either a lawyer or a notary public and and do the paperwork. But it sounds like there are some easier, I suppose, or more streamlined ways of doing that. 
Yeah, I mean, my husband and I started Willful a few years ago. When we set out to create our wills, we loved doing things online, and we didn't really find an easy option. We didn't want to pay, you know, thousands of dollars in a lawyer's office to get our documents done because we had a pretty simple situation. And so we set out to build something that we would want to use that was affordable and easy and allowed you to do it from home in about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, And BC actually became the first province to allow fully digital wills uh, as of December 2021. So you can now not only create those documents online, but sign them, have them witnessed, and store them all completely online. So you don't have to then get them notarized or do anything other than what you're doing online? No, so you can visit a lawyer or notary in BC to get your will done. And if that's your preference, more power to you. We just care that you get a will, but you can also use a platform like Willful. Think of it like TurboTax. We guide you through a series of questions, help you appoint those roles in your will. And then we also have a pilot program with DocuSign where we'll provide the witnesses and help you digitally sign the document for free. And you mentioned, too, off the top that there are a lot of people who have wills. Maybe you did take the time to make a will at some point, but it's out of date. Is it easier then if you do an online will and then you do have one of those major life changes? Is it easier then to update them? Yeah, great question. I mean, we all have that habit of putting those documents in a desk drawer and letting them gather dust. I know my mom is due for a will update and it's been sitting in her filing cabinet for 30 years. Typically, you'd have to make appointments and pay you know, hundreds of dollars to make an update. With platforms like Willful, we actually offer free uh, updates in future. So you just have to log in, make those changes, and then just re-execute the will by signing it and witnessing it, uh, which, again, is easier in BC because you can do that online versus the rest of Canada where they have to print out actual pieces of paper. All right. Uh, What about, uh, this might be something that happens more in TV shows and in the movies, but what about contesting wills from family members that maybe aren't pleased with the way things are being divvied up? Does that happen very often? Absolutely. I mean, it happens all the time. And a big reason is that people don't necessarily talk about estate planning at the dinner table. And so a lot of times they're shocked when someone passes away and they find out that they did or didn't have a will, that they have lots of debt that the person didn't know about. So the biggest tip is to have the conversations. You know, we're coming up on Thanksgiving. I know it's maybe not the most popular topic at the dinner table, but you can start the conversation by saying, hey, mom, dad, what do you want your legacy to be? You know, open up that conversation especially if you're the one who would be dealing with their estate. Uh, But realistically, if someone did contest something in your will, they have to bring forward proof that that was what you actually intended. So unless they can provide that, uh, your will is the best intention that you can show. And how often should someone then, is it when you have those major life events or after you've put your will together, I guess, unless you change your mind or maybe you have a falling out with the person that you've named in there as, as, as getting something, how often do you, do you think, do you have to look at it or update it? Well, it would be great if people would look at it once a year, right? You file your taxes every spring, get that will out and take a glance through it and maybe even put together a few other pieces of information like your social media passwords or any other details that would be helpful for your family if you were to pass away. Realistically, you're going to want to update your will after you, let's say, have a child like I did. If you get a pet you want to include in the will, if you move provinces, if you get divorced, you got to get that X out of the will. Uh, And to your point, if anyone named in the will either passes away or you just don't want them in that role anymore.
And do you find a lot of people too, is it finding out or making those decisions about maybe you're going to, maybe you you do have assets and you want to leave them to a certain charity or a certain group? Is it making sure all of that is kind of written out and, and in plain form as well? Yeah, all of that would be contained within the will. So really when you pass away, any assets you have at the time would flow as per your choices in the will. And to your point, it's it's an excellent idea uh, if you want to leave things to charity. I mean, it it leaves such a positive legacy and you get a tax receipt or your estate gets a tax receipt, uh, which helps reduce the taxes on your estate and increase the money that goes to your beneficiary. So you can leave things to individuals or to organizations. And uh, and we've seen lots of big seven-figure charitable gifts that make a huge difference. All right. Well, it is uh, timely given that, uh, as you said, this is Make a a Will Week, just trying to raise more awareness and uh, make sure people are perhaps thinking about this. Erin, we'll leave it there, but thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Jill. Appreciate you having me to talk about Willful.